The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. From Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, I'm glad that you're listening with me here today on the Spirit of Recovery. I want to thank you for participating, for sending emails, for liking us on Facebook on our Spirit of Recovery page there, and most of all for uh, the good, wonderful thoughts that you send our way and for the ways that you let me know that you are being inspired, that your heart is being touched, that your lives, your recovery, your spirituality are enhanced by what we're doing here. And I am so grateful to know that what we're doing is making a difference for you. I want to thank you also for letting the people in your recovery community, your friends, your unity community, your other spiritual communities know about us here on the Spirit of Recovery. I love uh, the opportunity to broadcast about the topic of recovery and spirituality here on Unity Online Radio, and I am so glad also to be able to bring you wonderful guests um, And we're certainly going to have that again today, wonderful guests that are practical, down-to-earth, that either work with, write for, teach, or perhaps are, sometimes all of the above, people that are in recovery. And they are always bringing you good, down-to-earth, practical information, inspiration, um, ideas that you can use in your own life, put into the way that you see them and get good out of them. They're bringing you information and inspiration that gets you thinking. I want you to know, of course, that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live through your computer, through your mobile uh, listening devices, and you can also listen to our archives. We've got lots of great archived programs at www.unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery. So you can listen on demand to those. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. I understand that recovery is a large concept, and we can look at it in a lot of different ways. So know that you are welcome here, 
If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of somebody that has the disease of addiction, perhaps you're in your own recovery as a family member or friend or not, or, or if you're someone that's just curious, um, that you have an interest in knowing what recovery is all about, um, we're just glad you're here and you're welcome to participate as well in our discussions. If you have a comment or a question, anybody is. You can email us or phone in with a comment or question uh, related to our topic of the day. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship uh, many people that have the disease of addiction, and many years ago, those relationships propelled me to take a look at myself and got me involved in an active path of personal growth, recovery, and spiritual development. And my walk is an integration of the unity principles and the recovery principles, and that I see as well, working together for me and getting me in touch with that one presence and that one power that is in my life, my higher power. So I'm grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and your recovery walk. Today, our topic is Celebrating the Power of Recovery with Bill W. and Dr. Bob. And uh, you may know, of course, that those two men are considered as the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, which um, is that the initial 12-step program, which uh, has generated so many different 12-step programs that are that address different issues for people. Also, September is Celebrate Recovery Month, and so this month we are featuring that idea and talking with guests that in one way or another are helping to celebrate recovery this month and actually every month of the year. My guest is Janet Surrey. Janet, along with her Husband, Sam Shem, co-wrote actually the play, Bill W. and Dr. Bob, and she's going to be talking with us about that today. And this is a play that uh, they wrote uh, several years ago, and it has just opened anew in New York on in July. And she's going to be sharing with us today about what it is that motivated them to write this play and how it is that it's touching the lives of audiences, whether or not they are people in recovery, and what it's uh, saying to us about the power of community in the recovery process. So um, Janet is a clinical psychologist. She's an author. She's a Buddhist teacher and a founding scholar and the founding scholar of the Jean Baker Miller Training Institute at Wellesley College. She uh, has been a faculty member at Harvard University for many years, and she is now a member of the Institute of Meditation and Psychology in Boston. She and her husband have co-authored several different books having to do with uh, dialogue between women and men, I've written a curriculum uh, about that topic, about building gender dialogue for high school students. And she speaks and writes all over the world. Uh, Janet is a practitioner of Buddhism, and she's just uh, recently completed a training program to be a community Dharma leader. So, Janet, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you so much, Anne. I'm delighted to be here and share this time with you and all of you listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. So, tell me, why did uh, you and Sam, your husband, write the play, Bill W. and Dr. Bob? Mm-hmm. 
people ask us that a lot. We are, and right now the play is um, off Broadway in New York in Soho. And we, whenever we're there, we do talkbacks um, with the audience at the end of the play, and that's the first question people always ask: is, you know, what what uh, motivated you? You know, and whenever anyone asks a question like that, there's just so many answers you can give, so many things you know why you do something, so many things you don't know about what's leading you or drawing you or guiding you to do this. But um, long, about 26 years ago, Steve and I began to feel we wanted to do something creative together, and we... Um, started on two projects that have really been with us all those years, and one one of which was writing this play. We were both so uh, amazed at um, reading some of the biographies of uh, the founders of AA. Both of us were clinicians working with alcoholics and addicts. Um, I was in recovery at that point, and... Steve Sam has joined me since, uh, so it's personally, familiarly, and professionally, and very much um, a spiritual home for me in in recovery process. So, the the um, the story of the two men um, and their relationship, how they came to meet, how they discovered, and were able to create a program through their relationship and through their meeting that has touched the lives of so many thousands of people and really created a healing energy on the planet that to me is as powerful as any healing energy I've ever encountered. Mm -hmm. So the story, uh, the human aspect of the beginning of AA, the, the the meeting of these two men and what it was that happened between them that led them to to be able to start this in motion to me was an extraordinary story. And we felt that uh, it should be told. And we felt that theater would be the perfect way to, um, to begin to do that because it, we immediately got a sense that the way to tell their story would be for each of them to stand up and say... My name is Bill W. And we have the two men standing on different sides of the stage, starting with just as if they're at a meeting telling their story, and each of them telling it at a separate meeting, but then each telling, starting their story and then seeing how the stories become interwoven. So we thought creating a, a meeting in a theater would make perfect sense, much more than a movie or something written. But it would something would really contribute. So well, we we started that process 26 years ago, and it's been a journey. I bet that. Um, when did it first open? Because I know this is a new opening of it, right in July. This off Broadway opening, but but it's been playing before. Is that correct that you actually yes, it was opened in, it? Actually, in New York, uh, about eight, seven or eight years ago, it ran for about five months off Broadway, mm-hmm. and um, it's been um, in many theaters. It's been in many countries, 
Two years ago, we went to Sydney, Australia, to the opening there. We've been um, to many parts of the U.S. and Canada. We try to go where the play is done, but we can't always do that, from Scotland to Mexico City to South Africa. So, um, But the play is, uh, was the, first, the first reading was in um, the 1990. We had a reading at our house. Um, that was the first incarnation, and uh, it was done in a um, couple of years, and then it sat in the desk for about um, eight or nine years before it was resurrected again by a wonderful director, Rick Lombardo, in Boston, and then that production went to New York. But there have been about 100 productions of hmm. the play that we know about, <laughs> mm-hmm. so... You know, it, it both professionally and also uh, community theaters and treatment centers, recovery players have done it. It was in San Diego at the 65th anniversary. It was playing in San Diego at the 70th in San Antonio. Of the Alcoholics Anonymous yeah, International the World, Convention. World uh, International yeah, Convention. And hopefully we'll bring it back to Atlanta for that. That's quite a wonderful celebration to, to have it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been in many, many forms, but it is playing right now. This is our dream production. It's in a very small theater, extremely intimate, 170 seats, but it's a very close, and the actors are very connected. Um, they're terrific cast, and it's just a beautiful production. We did this in conjunction with Hazelton. We have no investors. This is all nonprofit. Everything is funded with donations to Hazelton. Our hope is to generate income to start a college tour for the play, to address binge drinking in college campuses. Um, this play has a mission. When we first did it in New York seven years ago, um, we were um advised to just do theater and um we always felt that we wanted the service aspect of uh our work to be more visible and um so this production is really our dream mm-hmm. and uh i invite any of you all over if you come to new york this fall to make sure to see it at the soho playhouse right it's going to be playing through january is that january correct fourth yep mm-hmm. yep Fantastic. Well, what, you know, I love this, this longevity of the, the play or over, at least over a number of years and around the world and a number of venues. So what are you aware of, Janet, about how, uh, it has touched audiences? You get rave reviews from, uh, the critics you do mostly. Well, there's always somebody. There's always one something. that's in every city that says, Makes you want to go out and drink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, go for it, huh, if they yeah. want to. Well, anyway, but, but mostly but, people um, from recovery appreciate it, from people who don't know that much. But, it, I mean, one of our missions was to educate people about what actually happens, what it's about. There's stuck, that in many ways is still a big distance from many of uh, people from they know it's a good thing or they think it's a cult or they don't know what it is at all. 
and um, you know our our hope was to also educate people to celebrate the power of recovery in many many lives to educate those who don't know that much um, to destigmatize there's still a huge stigma um, and to be of service to those who still suffer. So to reach out, one of our missions is to have uh, people in every performance who couldn't afford tickets, but we give them away. So that's people in homeless shelters and halfway houses and um, treatment centers. So that's part of our mission. Mm -hmm. How do audiences uh, react? What happens when when people are there for the play? Yeah, well, um, people who are in recovery, who robustly, when Bill stands up and begins to play with, my name is Bill W. and I'm an alcoholic, and they will sound out, hi, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bob, good to be here, sober. Hi, Bob. You know, Uh it's just like from that first minute, there's this amazing recognition and connection to what's going on um, and and just the barrier between the audience and the actors is gone. Um, there's many, many tears and laughter. The way there is in a meeting, you have the ability to laugh, but just tremendous heart open um, the journey, going through the journey, when you hear someone qualify, um, mm-hmm. what it brings up in your own memory. So there's a huge tear and um, recognition. For those people who don't know that much, there's often a kind of amazement after, mm-hmm. and also um, a sense that you don't have to be in recovery to appreciate the power of relationship to um, to heal. Mm-hmm. And so there's a real sense that this is about suffering and um, a capacity we have as human beings to be with each other in a way that's um, transformative. So people from, you know, it's a story that's universal too about human suffering. Right. So do you find that people in the audience that um, uh, aren't in recovery still relate to it? Absolutely, yeah. And they're both, they feel the universality, but they also understand that they're privy to something very special. And um, they get a sense from the people in recovery in the audience of some the power of this story. It's really, for people in recovery, it's a biblical story. It's a mm-hmm. sacred story. It's a, a, a miracle story. Great. People, people bring that energy to the theater. This is pretty amazing. Wonderful. It's time for our break. I want to thank my guest, Janet Suri. She and her husband, um, Steve Sam, are the co-playwrights uh, of the play Bill W. and Dr. Bob. Stay with us. We'll be right back with The Spirit of Recovery.
Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week. And start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us here today. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is celebrating the power of recovery with Bill W. and Dr. Bob. And uh, we're, they are, as you probably know, the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, the first 12-step program, uh, but also... That is the name of a play that my guest, Janet Surrey, and her husband, Steve, or Sam Shem, uh, wrote and have been uh, had in production. It just opened in uh, New York in July as for a, a new run of it, and uh, she's sharing with us today 
how it is touching people and what's happening as they bring the power of the spirituality and the power of the relationship between these two co-founders, what that's done for uh, the possibilities of recovery from addiction and also really how it's affected people in so many wonderful, wonderful ways. Before Janet and I get back to our conversation, though, I ask you to join me for a brief moment in the quiet, a brief moment of meditation in our Serenity Minute. So I invite you to relax, to take a breath, and to feel that presence of your higher power as you breathe and ground in and allow yourself to let go, to release into that quiet that lives so naturally in the very midst of you. Share with me this constructive idea. Hand in hand with my higher power, I live fully with joy and creativity. Hand in hand with my higher power, I live fully with joy and creativity. Now let's take a moment in the quiet. Thank you, friends, for joining me there in the Serenity Minute. And I hope that it was an opportunity for you to feel that presence of your higher power and an, an, uh, an invitation for you to make sure that you take time on a daily basis to make that conscious contact with higher power as you understand that higher power in your life. So now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Janet Suri. And we're talking about celebrating the power of recovery with Bill W. and Dr. Bob. You can learn more about this play. About You can read the reviews. You can even see some videos uh, of scenes from the play. You can see some video interviews with Janet and her husband, um, Steve, at the website BillWandDrBob.com. That's www.BillWandDrBob.com. Com. And you can uh, find out more and find out about the production. And as Janet said, if you're in New York, you can make sure that you get by to see it. So, Janet, before the break, uh, we were talking about what happens with audiences when they uh, are there at the play. And uh, what a challenge it is. You said somebody uh, told you initially when you all were putting on the play to just stick with the, just do the play. Don't try to make it uh, more of a, a relational or a spiritual experience. So tell us about that. What that? What is that like? What's the challenge of uh, bringing this, such a personal play? Mm. First of all, just the, the play is really about this, the journey. Um, we, we worked a long time on the script, and the, the journey is really on the beginning, the separation, the desperation of both Bill and Bob, their incredible uh, chance, if you will, discovery, perhaps fate, perhaps higher power, bringing them together. Um, 
and something goes on between the two of them. It's not about either one being the great man or the one founder. This is a play, this is a program that's about connection and it's about letting go of self and ego to something greater and finding that through human beings and through fellowship. So um, the play is really about the desperation, the loneliness, the isolation. They're finding each other and through each other uh, realizing that they had something to offer each other and then finding a third. So the play is about one, one to two and two to three and that after they found the third person and were able to pass it on, that was the beginning of the energy and the movement that is this program. So this, to me, you know, the, the finding each other, what happens in the moment of connection, their ability to pass this on, their, you know, there's just such a sense throughout the entire play of something at work in the universe, how they came together, their just discovery, their persistence in sort of sensing there was something and then working and working at it in order to find a way to pass it on. And then, you know, it's just, it's a miraculous story. Um, and it's human and it's not, you know, it's beyond human. It's both. And so, um, you know, there's that sense of depth to what's happening. It's all happening at a certain plane, but there's a depth of spirit um, around it and through it. And then trying to bring that forth in the script in the act, with the actors, you know, to the production, through the use of light. Light is very important in this play, um, how light plays Music, you know, really working with very much the music of the time, but also sacred music is part of this. Um, so everything is really in the telling of the story itself, just like any story. But, you know, from the sacredness of this and the higher power that's um, afoot in this, you know, is, is a real challenge to um, show, not talk about, but just show it and uh, evoke it for everyone so that the audience can be part of that as well. So that's just a great, great challenge. Um, script and production and actors and lighting and everything, you know, towards that end. And, you know, we've, I, I feel very, very touched at... Um, you know, there are times I watch it and, um, you know, I just feel there's something transcendent about it and that, you know, didn't really, sometimes I'm struggling with feeling like I want it this way or that way and sometimes I just let go and receive it and um, just way beyond any of us. So just to feel part of that energy um, and part of putting that out being of service in that way and letting it speak through us in all our different ways in our lives and our ministries and our work in the world or being in the world. Just um, to be part of that energy is really a privilege. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what was the, 
a moment where you uh, felt so in in one of the productions where you really did feel like mm-hmm. it that it mm-hmm. wow it all it did in an amazing way come yeah. together. Had a few moments like that. <laughs> uh, just certain performance, you just you know, theater is so live. It's just like radio, <laughs> but um, you know, it's happening there, and it's you know everyone. Um, together, so any given moment is, um, you know, a conditions of the actors, who's in the audience, how they're responding, you know, the the full moon. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it it um, it's new and it's unfolding, and so they're just our moments, as in life. It's always there, but there are moments when you just know it and feel it. Mm-hmm. and touches deeply um, and you know that it's working <laughs> and um, so you know as I said moments of for me of sitting back and receiving it instead of feeling like I'm in charge and I wrote it and you know where you get out of your own way get out of the way and and receive what's what's there as greater than you know it's part your part in something greater mm-hmm when you're talking about that, it almost sounds like uh, the process of recovery itself, mm-hmm. which is about about what you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, I, I, that's right. That's what we hope to really express and bring forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you said, you know, we've, there have been some wonderful moments. I mean, I, I just feel so touched by having watched people receive the play and, you know, just feel they were there with Bill and Bob. They are there with him, you know, with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. at every meeting. It says in the play, every meeting's like the first, reminding us place principles before personalities. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, through the invisible thread that connects us all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people just feeling that sense of, um, you know, the human, the discovery and and the celebration of that, of recovery. But also people who've been touched, people, actors, directors, people who have gotten sober or come back after relapse, who've worked on the play. You know, I have... Someone I know who just read the script and came into um, the rooms. Mm-hmm. So it's um, also so. There's so many moments in my, you know, in my heart of having seen people touched, and I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. When you have the talkbacks with the audience afterwards, um, what? What sorts of things do people bring up? People talk about um, watching their story. You know, just sort of they feel like it's. Uh, if someone said it's like a super meeting, <laughs> <laughs> um, or meeting on steroids, someone once. <laughs> um, the. Um, People just say how much it touches them to remember that this 
there were human beings in the beginning, you know, this, um, real human beings, drunks finding their way together. Um, and that, that really represents for people too what's possible in any moment, you know, what to follow and really follow the calling and, and, um, that creative energy and, um, you know, that it's inspiring in that way because of how these two men, you know, out of desperation, but also this excitement at um, sort of feeling this energy and trying to follow it. So, um, you know, I think people feel very inspired. I think people feel really re- their their uh, own recovery is reinforced, their um, sense of being part of something greater. Um, I think it's just a lot of tears and and a lot of laughter too. It's a very the play is very funny. It, um, there's a lot of humor. I, I credit that with Steve. He's very funny <laughs> and sees the humor in things. And in all his work, he writes novels and uh, he has a great sense of the humor. Mm-hmm. So. That's a very much, and it's very much part of recovery, too, is that wonderful humor, being able to laugh at ourselves and at the same time be very serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's reflected in the uh, some of the reviews there, that the surprise by the reviewer that, oh, my goodness, this is a play about um, alcoholism, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that is... Uh, as you say, that is how it is. It's that depth of humor that comes maybe from really, really living life in, mm-hmm. in a in a deep way. Mm-hmm. And to to be able to one in recovery to be able to see some of the past with great love and kindness, even though it's horrible, you know, just to know that it's leading somewhere better mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's part of it too, isn't it? Is that um, I mean, these two men, Bill and Bob, and and anybody that's and their wives who were also very much part of the founding of AA. Right. Yeah. So, do you bring them into this, or the or the wives in the play? Very much. Everyone. Um, Henrietta Cyberling, who was the person that introduced Bill and Bob, um, who was working with Bob's wife very closely. Um, it's in, in the play, it's very clear. And actually when Steve and I were doing research for the play, we went out to Akron and met Dr. Bob's daughter who was alive at the time. And she was so happy that we were including Bob because Bill Wilson tends to get so much of the credit for founding AA. So she, but she said, actually the person that really created a was my mother and Bob's wife Mm -hmm. Um, but she was very important and the play really shows the way the wives and um, were really part of this from the beginning and the play shows the beginning of Al-Anon when the women find each other and they meet with um, AA number three the wife even before the husband gets it they get it together. They get mm-hmm. to 
to have the very first Al-Anon meeting as well as the first AA meeting on stage. <laughs> wow, that sounds uh, great. Like you, you really get the fullness of it, and, and as you said, you yeah. did depict those relationships. And I think over time the women have probably gotten more important, seen the uh, importance and found ways to really express that. Because um, another thing people say is they read people's stories in the big book and they don't see the relationship between them. And what this play shows is the relationship between Bill and Bob. Great. Hang on to that. It's time for a break. Um, my guest is Janet Suri. She's the co-playwright uh, of Bill W. and Dr. Bob. We're talking about celebrating the power of recovery. We'll be right back. Stay with us on Spirit of Recovery. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. From mayhem to miracle, from disaster to divine, Rants to Revelations Radio finds the opportunities for spiritual growth in everyday moments. Drawing from current headlines to pop culture, Reverend Ogan blurs the lines between the sacred and the profane, bringing meaning to the meaningless, with guests who are dedicated to transforming the world for good. Join Ogan live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central for Rants to Revelations Radio. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel, and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is celebrating the power of recovery with Bill W. and Dr. Bob. And uh, we know they're the co-founders of AA, but also we're talking about them today as a play. That's the name of a play, Bill W. and Dr. Bob, uh, written uh, with her husband my, my, by my guest, Janet Suri. Janet is a clinical psychologist and author, a Buddhist teacher, and um, uh, works with people that are in recovery. And she and her husband, Steve, or Sam, that's his pen name, have written uh, several things together about the power of relationships, about communication across genders, um, and, uh, have, and, and other things. So uh, we're really glad to have you here with us today, Janet. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the play is uh, opening or has opened in July off Broadway in Soho in New York. And so if you're in New York, New York City, that's right, go see it. And the... Uh, you can look on their website. It's www.billwandrbob.com, and you can learn a lot about um, the play, about what it's all about, and um, see some clips from it, video clips, and also see some video clips of Janet and her husband Steve talking about writing the play. And it is a, a nonprofit presentation. It's sponsored by Hazelden Foundation, and they are raising money from this production to be able to go and uh, make uh, do uh, present the play on college campuses because you may know that on college campuses there's a lot of binge drinking and um, so forth. So students need some education and some support mm-hmm. for sobriety. So Janet, before the break, you were telling us about the power of relationships and the the spirituality of this. Mm-hmm. What? So people, you said people will say, well, I read the big book, but I don't really see the relationship so much between yeah. Bill like and Bob. Bill so- each tells their story and credits each other, but to actually see them interacting and the power of that, of their finding their way to authentic connection, breaking through the isolation of the alcoholic for, and many of us, and really trusting and finding a way to connect across that bridge, uh, to, to find the bridge, and then to be able to pass that on to others, to join in that connection and that power of spirit of recovery. And through through connection and through heart-to-heart, you know, spirit-to-spirit, um, breaking into, you know, authentic... Um, expression of uh, what's true and real in our lives mm-hmm. and the power of that to heal. Right. And that, you know, again, obviously we live in a, a time where people define spirituality in lots of ways, and, and that's good. Mm-hmm. And tell us some more about the spirituality of recovery and how you see that playing out in relationships. And is that a spiritual, the connection you're talking about between people, mm-hmm. is that spiritual? Tell us more about that, how it works. Well, to me, um, that potential for that um, breakdown of isolation, of separation, and finding our true connectedness, and then utilizing the spirit of that for healing and transformation, um, I guess that's a lot of my own sort of where I've found uh, spirituality and celebrate it. Um, you know, just as so much psychological suffering in the world comes from uh, relationships that hurt and that um, create suffering just as much. Relationships, certain kinds of relationships have a power to help heal and to help connect us to our highest powers. So just as, you know, the same energy can be turned in one way, can also be turned in really miraculous ways. And you see this at uh, meetings. You see this in church, hopefully, um, where there's a touching. Um, and I think that's thing about the 12-step uh, recovery process is this opening 
to what's true and real and the breakdown of separation and that the the healing in the in the recovery process is really about getting out of me into something greater and getting into we from from me to we and uh that that energy of building uh of touching and of living in the we and getting out of the me the i the me um, it's really a fundamental movement in the 12-step program. It's a fundamental Buddhist uh, practice. Um, and, um, you know, that, that, and I think what the Bill, what Bill and Bob and their wives you know, discovered was that um, through others and through connecting with others, you know, we could con really experience a higher power. So very simple and very profound at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, uh, you know, they they were so isolated. The uh, yeah. You could think of just both couples. They had a lot of secrets in the sense of, you know, they were, had to hide the mm-hmm. drinking. They, there were so many levels at which they had to cover up. And how in your play... Do you depict that first meeting between Bill and Bob? Because that seems like the first time, at least between the two of them, where that secret started to go away. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Both Bill and Bob, we read everything they wrote, and we read letters, and we did as much research, people that knew them. And they had talked a lot about a lot of things, but the one thing they never wrote about or talked about was what actually happened in this. They met each other in um, Mother's Day, uh, May 12th, 1934. Um, and they, Bill was in Akron working on a business deal. He was sober in the Oxford group at that point. Um, and he was being called to the bar. He just see a business deal went bad, and he was in a hotel, and he was hearing the sound of, and the smell of alcohol, and the scent, you know, the energy of the bar, and feeling outside. And he actually got on the phone and made twelve phone calls trying to find another drunk to talk to. He had the sense that he needed. As he said, I needed someone to talk to just as much as he needed me. And I needed to ask for help from someone, you know, who would know. And so, miraculously, I mean, just every time I see that, I get a chill that he kept going and people kept hanging up on him. And he made 10 calls just sort of keeping on faith that he needed to find someone. And Bob had been totally drunk and um, he hadn't been sober in 20 years. He um, was a hopeless, really desperate, uh, but who was still functioning as a surgeon in Akron, Ohio. Anyway, he had uh, been quite drunk, but as a favor to his wife who said, we need to go over and meet someone, he said he'd go for 15 minutes. So he went over there and um, met Bill, was hung up, seriously hung over, said he had to leave in 15 minutes. 
they left them alone to talk, and they talked for six hours. Mm-hmm. So what was actually said, what happened in that meeting, we had to really try to work out, try to imagine into what might have happened that um, transformed their uh, both of them. Bill then decided he was going to stay in Akron, and he went to live with Bob and Ann, and that's the second act. They're trying to work. They're keeping each other sober by working on trying to create a program that will help others. So from the beginning, that sense of service and passing it on was really central. Mm-hmm. Right. In your play, how do you uh, depict that? You said you had to write into what and, and imagine mm-hmm. what may have transpired in that six-hour conversation. What do you, what, how did you depict that as the pivotal shift? Well, we, we, had, you know, we had Bill's sense of telling his story to, to Bob, just having a sense that he needed to tell his story, as he said, to come clean to another hardcore nose-in-the-gutter drunk. That coming clean, that really opening to what was true. He told his story. He touched on some things that really touched Bob. He identified with it. He got right away that other preachers, doctors, lawyers, our wives, our friends, none of them could help us because they're not drunk. They don't know what it's like. So they found that there was this connection and, and un, this profound understanding of each other's lives and um, a sense of not being alone in it. And Bill introduced the idea to Bob that this was a disease, which Bob as a doctor was really taken with very quickly. If there's a disease, then there's a um, if there's some kind of a recovery, you know, a, a treatment, we have no choice but to t- try it on others. He immediately got that. He brought a doctor's point of view. And Bill was totally different. He was a really manic stockbroker, very um, outgoing. Bob was very closed, um, quiet. But, you know, they so they really balanced each other, and you could start to see that in the meeting scene of their recognition of one to the other, but their deep sense of, um, you know, each the other having something that they needed and that something that kept drawing them deeper and deeper into this inquiry of what was wrong and what could help. So Bill then tells his story and he's ready to leave and then Bob says, what's your hurry? If it works for you, maybe it'll work for me. So Bill sits back and says, I'm I'm listening. So for Bill, he's a speaker. He's not a listener, but he has to learn how to listen. And Bob, who's a listener and doesn't speak very much, has to learn how to speak. So by speak, speaking and listening, um, learning to listen deeply is one of the very important parts of this relational practice. Janet, thank you so much for being uh, with me today here. Um, our time is up. 
But I really appreciate all that you brought. My guest is Janet Surrey, and she and her husband, um, Steve, are the co-authors of the play Bill W. and Dr. Bob, uh, which has just opened in July in New York City. You can visit their website, BillWandDrBob.com, and find out more about it. Thank you so much, Janet, for being with us today. Thank you, Anna. It's really been wonderful. I just also want to say if anybody's interested in bringing the play to their community, you can find out on the website how to do that. All right. That sounds great. Well, God bless, and uh, thank you for listening with us today, and we'll be back next week on The Spirit of Recovery. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. 
And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.